0: Right so I've got uh, this this track I've been quite enjoying I'm going to pop that under things things I've listened to that seems like it where it go Yeah have you, have you got any any anything Oh this mean? thing I've been watching Yep okay and that will go under watched okay any more hairy things uh yep there's a, there's do, another okay I've got oh I've got another one here yeah that will go in in there oh, very nice and tidy um now the skits have been getting a bit out of hand. We should probably wrangle them together just into one box. Okay, we're just gonna have a, a box for the skits. Just a box for the skits. We'll keep them um, because tend to keep them just on bits of note paper. Yeah. So I figure if we have a box for all the skits, they'll be nice and tidy. Okay. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Uh, um, and then I'm gonna stick that on this shelf. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and um, queer trans ladies. Right. Not as much a shelf, I was thinking maybe a lounge. Well I mean so that, that is, is their lounge. natural habitat. Yeah, just just lounging. Yeah. And enjoying comfy sofas. I mean that, that sounds that sounds appropriate. So we file the queer trans ladies with the comfy sofas. Okay, yeah, we'll put them in Got the them. same same spot. Well, I think that's everything. We are the perfect queer and pleasant arrangers. Gotcha. Strangers, queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale, and I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, it's a podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a catch up about the media we've consumed in the week, and do silly voices and skits and such. Nom nom nom, delicious media. Om, yeah, nom 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 nom. How are you doing? I'm sleepy and full of food. So am I. It's been a many fooding day. It's been a very hot, very stuffy, and and now very fed. I'm full of cake. You and dinner cake. And, cake and, dinner. And, ice cream. and cake and ice cream Cake and ice cream was like Six hours ago I, I know, but it's, it's all part of the, the Equation, it's part of the experience <laughs> It's been a day of excess Just many, many Lounging and eating all day Well, it was your birthday, so you could say Today of all days, you had the Accessibility <laughs> <laughs> Watch Accessibility on Fridays <laughs> <laughs> On RKBs <our cables. laughs> On the YouTube <laughs> anyway, It's very good so what have you played this week? <laughs> played? What have I fiddled with my fingers? Um, Well, I wanted to play one game and Streamlabs wouldn't, wouldn't recognise it as even a window. Right. So then I was going to play Machinarium and Streamlabs wouldn't recognise that as a game or a window. So I just gave in and bought Fall Guys. How did you find the Fall Guys? Yeah. 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 There wasn't much customisation but i suppose that is to try and sell microtransactions well you say that i've i see zero reason to ever buy microtransactions off the thing cuz the 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 purple coin currency you get so fucking abundant like if you play a few hours it's like oh i i already have more cur- of this currency than i would ever need to spend and clearly f- you're playing this game much better than i the fancy outfits you literally cannot buy microtransaction currency to purchase them. You can only earn them in game. Oh. So I've yet to I I have so much currency in this game. I don't know what to do with it. I've yet to see an see an outfit I particularly want to buy. Yeah, they rotate them through in that way that they do. It's like, oh, it's scarcity, they're gonna go away. Is it, we're gonna bring them back. They'll be back, yeah. And in greater numbers. Exactly. There'll be more fries in that chip box. Oh, that chip box is quite cute. <laughs> There's an outfit at the moment where you can be like a little cat in a robot mech spacesuit. Adorable. Yeah, it's quite cute. Yeah, Fall Guys is that game where you, you all stumble all over each other trying to get to the end of a thing. It's it's a knockout to wipe out whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Takeshi's it. castle. Takeshi's castle. Or- it's one of those TV games where everything is covered in plastic and you have to run and jump over things. It's all very chaotic. Climb everything. Don't get knocked off the thing. Uh, get to the end. Right. It's it's a nice harmless time. <laughs> it filled several hours of, of streaming time yeah. without any ever really noticing. And I managed to keep up with chat, yeah. which is unusual for a it's, video game. It's a good game for that in that like you don't need to be following much plot or paying attention to like puzzles or solving too much Uh and every couple of minutes there's a break to be like ah there's a pause between games i can have a look at the chat i think my biggest problem was it with it was that i couldn't have a name yes because you were playing on pc i was playing on pc yes so they had names on pc originally and then people were writing lines of executable code into the uh username field and causing problems to occur that's fairly easy to pass, yes, but they haven't they yet. they, haven't. <laughs> they now haven't they just have not they were a team of like two people making this game who never expected it to get this big and didn't anticipate basic problems, like what if someone tries to put code in the username field? That's a problem. I mean, maybe we'll come onto to some of that Tom Scott <laughs> stuff later <laughs> in the in the watch section, but yeah, it's all right. It's... you have a little bean you. Put some colourings on it. Mine's red and yellow with sprinkles. Y- you can see why it's become my, like, I'm not in the mood for anything else. I kind of, I'll just stream this kind of game. Yeah. It's very easy to go, yeah, I could play this for a couple of hours and I'd have a nice time. Yeah. And yeah. I can keep up with the chat and we can just have a lovely chin wag. Yeah. yeah. I'm good at waggling the chin. Yeah. yeah. Waggle, 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 waggle. Uh, so, what about you? Oh, uh, what have I played? Um, We played some things together. We did? Uh we played a bunch of Terraforming Mars. We played a long game of Terraforming Mars with all of the cards. We put all of the we put all the expansions in and we all had the all expansions. The, we don't have no, an expansion. Not expansions. <laughs> all of the like the hard mode cards that we excluded yes. previously, that's it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um it definitely increased the length of the game quite considerably. Yes. And it takes a lot of the game off of the main board and puts it on like your sideboard stuff? Yes. Um I think, in hindsight, I needed to condense my cards up more and be like, okay, all the ones that I'm not having to do anything with turn to turn, just make a pile of those and only have spread out, like, the ones that do things. Because I was losing track of the ones that, like, every time this happens, put a thing on this, and then that does that. I was like, I need to to remember when to put an animal on this. I need to remember the fact that some things don't cost as much anymore. Yes. The the expanded uh, roster of cards in that big deck adds a lot of things that are like increase your ability to generate this or lots of stuff that allow you to build up your own personal reserve mm-hmm. while not necessarily thinking much about terraforming the, other, the, the planet. Other player or terraforming the planet. Being a corporation that happens to be on Mars until it's time to go, yeah, yeah I reckon it's time to terraform the planet now. It was. It sort of uh, had a lot of... We are pre- we are preparing from our own little bases. Things are going on. It's none of it, your business. We're just we're just happening down here. It, it made the game feel like it had three distinct stages, which was the original, like the initial terraforming of the planet that happened because it's like my card says I need six percent oxygen to do this cool combo. I want do okay. Let's get the we'll get the, the 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 terraforming up to at least this point. I want to increase my money, so I'm just gonna heat the planet up as much as possible. Exactly. Then it became now is the the solo isolated corporation phase we're going to build up our corporations and then it went back to quick let's race to terraform this as much as we can before it finishes yeah it was it was strange because like we did most of the heating in one go yeah and the oxygen sort of happened by proxy yeah and then we sort of sat there for another couple of hours just doing things on our own and then went yes it is time to inhabit the planet and yeah. b- water down and stuff we reached a point where both of us were getting like so much money on a turn we didn't quite know what to do with it other than start oh, terraforming I always them. had things to do with it there, there was a certain point i reached then where i was like the only thing i really have to spend this much money on is terraforming mm. i might as well start doing that yep and it helped cuz you won yeah yeah it was it was a good game it was good 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 uh, fairly close yeah. by by uh, you know by any a uh, game of that length standards yeah if you're going to play with all of the little red dot cards in, you definitely need to block out, like, several hours and you need to be like, we're going to focus on this. It's not a game you can sort of be half-arsing. You have to really... Nope, the entire ass must go in there. <laughs> you have to very much, like, this is the thing we're doing and we're going to not lose track of it. Mm-hmm. This could easily last all day if you're getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. If you're not paying attention, or if you're really, like, getting stuck into the nitty-gritty, I can see how this game could really drag. Yeah. Uh, we played another thing together. We did. We played some more Azul Summer Pavilion. We did. We had played with the lovely fact tiles. Yeah, we've talked about this game before. Mm-hmm. It is the one where you've got all these flowers made out of uh, diamond shapes, and it's basically just pick tiles from the centre, try and get the ones you want, put them onto the flowers, score a bunch of points. hmm Really simple, really quick game. What strategy will you use to to gain things, and yeah. which bonuses are you going to go for? Yeah, it's you've you've got to work out like you've got to have enough of a certain color of diamond in order to put a thing down on space. So, like the, the the level three one, you've got to put three of that color down. Yeah. So each of the di- each of the um, flowers is represented by six diamonds. Yeah, sort of one numbered to six. One to six. Yeah, so if you want to complete like a full flower and get its big bonus, uh, you have to pay increasingly more to put them down. Um, And when you're taking tiles from the centre, taking turns back and forth, you can take as many as you like of one colour, you can take one of a wild wild colour and you're sort of trying to manage that. It is a simple game, but it continues to be really fun. it's got a core mechanic, and it knows exactly what it wants to be. And you can play it really quickly. Yeah. Like, within probably half an hour, you could play uh, maybe 40 minutes, you can play a game. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> pick which colours you want to take, try and put them down on the flowers, keep going, six yeah. turns, are done. Try not to waste anything. Yeah. onto what you need, pay attention to what the, the special is this, yeah. uh, what the wild card is this turn, and because that changes from yeah. turn to turn. D- debate whether you're going to go for full flowers or, like, a decent percentage of all of them rather than one completed one. What good bonuses are you going to go for? Yeah. We both, we played a couple of games a bit and we played them very differently to each other mm-hmm. and had a good time. Yeah. The tiles in that game are so satisfying. It's such a nice game to just handle. It is a very tactile, s- sensory satisfactory game. Like Even before we'd started playing, like I just poured all of the tiles into the bag and you were like... Can I rummage through the bag, please? <laughs> can I can I um, put my hand in there with the click clacks. I you wanna know, do a shiny with the click clacks. Like it's a good set of tiles. It's a good set of tiles. They kinda remind me of like decent Mahjong tiles. Yeah. Just like that feels good and it They've makes got that good. good to hmm They feel well made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like that is one of now, I think, three Azul games. Yeah. So there's the original Azul, which is uh, laying up square tiles okay. to make a particular pattern. There's Azul Summer Pavilion, and there's another one that's come out recently. Oh. All sp- spins on basically the same mechanic yeah. of laying tiles. Interesting. But how will you do it? Ever so slightly different. Yeah. yeah. Is is a good game if you just want to get a couple of quick games in. It works well over Skype as well, as we learned uh, yes, a while back. It's, it's fairly easy to play, because you, you just get them to go, I want that one, I want to put it there. Yeah. Uh, we played another game today. Mm. Played a boarded game. A boarded game. Yeah, we jumped back into uh, Power Rangers: Heroes of the Grid. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so we we've played this before. We yeah. have. It is a wave management game. Um, I, I, is the best way to put it? Maybe. I guess so. Yeah, it's you're it's getting a you're getting overrun with lots of creatures. You've got decks of cards. You're trying to resource manage to keep topping your deck up. Oh, um, time. beat beat up all the monsters. There's boss monsters that come out, mm-hmm. and we played it because you got me uh, an expansion. Yeah, for your birthday, This is your birthday, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday on the podcast. Happy birthday to you. I love you, I love, <laughs> the I love you too. Oh, you put my snoot. It's a birthday, boopy snoot. No, oh, you got an expansion for the, for the game for the me. Tommy Oliver Legendary Ranger Pack. Yeah, it's just it's four different versions of. Tommy, the White Ranger, who was also the Green Ranger, who's also the Red Ranger once, who was also the Black Ranger once, uh, also also a robot evil version of him as a villain. It's many, is many. It's Tommy, hot Tommy on Tommy action. It's hey, do, were you a Mighty Morphin kid that really liked Tommy Oliver? Here's every, here's just a bunch of incarnations of him. Yeah. Play as them. It was great because you got down all the Megazords off the shelf. Yeah, and and we got to sort of use them in the game. Indeed, Indeed. Uh, to tell you all about the different versions of Tommy that exist. This is one of my favourite things about playing Heroes of the Grid because you get really enthused about Power Rangers, <laughs> and then like you show me all the different things and tell me like cool facts about the various <laughs> Power Rangers, and it's just really nice to watch you enthuse so much about it. Uh, I like Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm glad you like Power Rangers. It's delightful. Oh, it, I look forward to whatever I get you next. <laughs> it uh the, the expansion was fun. I think I don't think it was balanced for using all Tommies. Um All oh, Tommies all the, the time. There there are definitely characters in the base game that have better like support skills. This was Yes. A lot of like attack, attack, attack. There was very little um Generating of resources. You say that, but there was um, one round where we generated like nine energy and didn't get to. Use oh yeah, it we, we did have one good combo. Um, it feels like maybe we should have mixed and matched some Tommies with some other stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that the white and green rangers have different variants on what their special moves can be. Yeah, it could have been two entirely different white or green rangers. Yeah. Um, a lot of choice there. The new Megazords are pretty cool. I like yeah. that one that keeps rotating what Megazord power it has. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that could only work in the extension because you just just yeah. like any of the unused swords, just chuck them in and yeah, these. <laughs> was... What do? Mm. Um, I yeah, I, I I had good fun going back it was, and playing it was this. A lot of fun, and yeah, we we fought all of the 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 bony boys, all of the bony we boys. We had Rob, Robo Tommy Oliver, and then Bones was the final boss, and uh, Rita Rito Repulsor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the, the, the big arm, the gun arm. With the big gun arm. Yes. It's uh I we were talking about this earlier. I really like that for this like it's it's a player versus the game game. Mm, it's and co-op. yeah, it's a co op game. And it's one of the few ones that we don't win on a reliable basis. Ooh. And I, I like that we have one where it's like we're gonna have to really Next time we're gonna have to really earn it to win this. Yes. You don't stumble into a win of this. Not really. And I, I think maybe it's to do with how infrequently we play it. Yeah. like also, Maybe if we got it out more, we would sort of get used to like yeah. how synergies work, what we should be aiming for. Well, I think like particularly we've now played these new characters. So I think if we did it again at some point, we could look through and go, oh, I know what this does. I can read through the text. Might have a better idea how things work together. Yeah, I think for, for deciding uh, which rangers to pick in future, because you always play two hands, because yes. playing two-player in this game is just horrifying. There just yeah. isn't enough time. There's not enough... You can't be in enough places at once. Yeah, you need, like, four or five rangers out. Yeah. Whether that's, like, two or three people or five people doesn't really matter so much. Yeah. It's just having that many actions, that many people that can go, oh, I can assist on this, I can help yeah. you out with that. Like there needs to be more scaling for the for the two player variant. Yes, because unless you're playing two hands, it doesn't really. Yeah, work. it's double up and play a four player game with two people. Yeah, got to be done. And even then, it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Like actually saying that, the few times we've played with a full complement of five people, we have one. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that is it. You the you need the true power of all five rangers to I- really summon the Mega <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we've continued to have fun with that cool. And we we need to play more of it We do, it's it's a really nice game Like it, The components feel really oh, lovely the, quality Those miniatures are so nicely sculpted And they've got a good weight to them they've as well They've got good weight, they, they're like slightly oversized From a standard miniature, they're like, what, twice the size of a, the average? I, I reckon so, yeah. Um, yeah Of like a Citadel miniature or something like that mm. It's just like they they're they're nice as you say they've got a good weight, so it's not like cheap plastic. Sometimes the swords are a little bit bendy. Bendy, but, but they're never go- they never feel like they're gonna snap or anything. No, no. Um and then you've got like the dice which are just incredibly oh. heavy. Now admittedly I bought you the extra dice pack so that you've got enough dice to so that each ranger can have one of their colour. Including the fact that now we've got the Tommies. Yeah. And we ha- got to use officially the White Ranger and the the Green, Green Ranger dice. dice. Yeah, yeah, we used sure all the dice. yeah. Uh, <laughs> of all the things to get happy about. I, I mean, <laughs> when you play enough board games, good dice colours and dice. weights are exciting things. Good components, generally. It's a yeah. thing I've noticed in my reviews a lot recently. I'm talking more about like the feel of the components. I think yeah. partly because of two other games that we've played where I've just gone... This feels like trash. I yeah. paid 60 quid for this and it feels like garbage. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like Power Rangers feels amazing. The All of the cards feel really nice. Like it's mm. a nice card stock. It's not like that linen card stock you get. Yeah. But like the, 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 the t- oversized Zord cards feel really yeah. nice. Fancy. It's a game like I don't feel like I would immediately need to sleep. I was just about to say this. It feels sturdy enough that it... It It would would last a while. It'll last a while unsleeved. Yeah, and then there's games like War of the Worlds, which feels like if you don't sleeve it, it's going to melt on a humid day. Yes. Yeah, not great. Yeah, that's the thing. Like... this whole the whole like package of this game is really nice mm. as well. Like uh, when you were packing it away, it's such a nicely organized box. Oh, it's so organized. It's it's it does good things for the bit of my brain that likes things to be neat and or- orderly. Mm. <laughs> ah, it's all like, went back in the thing, right? It's good. Uh, so and see, yeah. the fact that like we managed to fit like all the additional cards and yeah. all the extra components in the original box. The only thing that hasn't gone in the original box is. From either expansion that you've got, because you've got Villain Pack One yeah. and now Tommy's. It's the new figures, just the, the new figurines. Figures. They just sit in their own boxes. Yeah. And sure, you could let them rattle around, but but it's such a nice box. It's a lovely. It's box. such a neat, organized box. Plus, I want around. If you've got them, got them painted, you wouldn't want them. Oh, exactly. Around, want so to put don't them... get rid of the back form just in case. Exactly. Ah. Uh... That's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. What about Uh you? You played anything else this week? Uh, Let me check the thing. You're checking the thing. I helped you learn a new thing. Oh, yeah. We did a a tactile thing together. (laughs) We did (laughs) touchies. Jane Jane told me how to do a seven by seven rabbits cube. I did. Yeah. Now you know how to do all the odd-numbered Rubik's cubes. Indeed. It, it, going from a 5x5 five five to a 7x7, seven seven, there's not much else I had to learn. It's like one new move. Yeah, I need to do the 7x7 seven seven again to just be like, have, I haven't properly seen it in my brain yet, so I need to check I to remember how to do well, the if thing. if you in practice, you can still do it on the 5x5. Five five. What, the, the other... Th- the copy yeah, yeah, but my brain doesn't like that thought. <laughs> do the thing on the size cube that I learned it on until it's in there properly. That is... Um, I mean, the seven by seven is a is other than the two computators, it's a five by five with a lot more steps. Yeah, it's, it's just a more of the same thing. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would take that much longer. Like it's only two more cubes on each face, uh, on on each edge. Oh, it takes me like four four times as long. Yeah, I mean, because. Proportionally, you've got to work like outwards from that. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh well, it's like one extra on either side because yeah. it's all the extra. Well, that's it. It's like okay, yeah. Well, it's only you know you've gone from twenty-five by twenty-five to forty-nine by forty-nine. So you've almost doubled the number of cubes on each face across six faces. Um. So I can't work out what the like the just the outside surfaces would be. Well, that's... But the the. The, like, volumetrically, it's, like, 325 for the 7x7. Yeah, so it's it's the difference between about 150 cubes around the outside to nearly 300. Yeah, so it's going to take a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting twice as long, but obviously, like, not only do you have twice as many things to put in place, but there's a lot more, like, where's this thing and trying to get things out of each other's way. Yeah, and there's a lot of going, where the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it's... It is additional work. Mm-hmm. Um by comparison, I now when I do the five by five and it takes like twelve minutes, I'm like, <laughs> oh that actually, I feel like I'm very fast now. I mean that's pretty fast for a five yeah, by five. Yeah. That's how far off what I do it. By comparison to like forty five minutes to do the seven by seven, I'm like, oh they oh, I'm a speed demon at the five by five. Take no time at all. Yeah. We'll get you on the nine by nine next week. Well, give me the, let me get my, <laughs> my head around the seven by seven, and then the nine by nine can make the seven by seven feel faster. Yes,
1: uh, <laughs> I learned a <laughs> thing, an and I didn't.
0: I, once again, I didn't stress too much trying to learn a new thing. I <laughs> just didn't pop it. Ah, you I dropped pop, it. A dropped of it. T- that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. I have to not the seven by seven. We've reached the size where I can't drop it and not fuck it up. Yeah, it's it's a bit more fragile. Yeah, got be... And the nine by nine will literally explode if you drop it. Yeah, I don't trust myself with that <laughs> yet. We'll stick with seven by seven. Maybe sit over a table for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's everything we've played, is it not? Uh, I I finished playing. Tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, that don't old game. Yeah, I thought it was real good. Um, they did a good job of making the conclusion of their mystery um feel satisfying. I was very pleased that the solution to the mystery wasn't too much. And here's how magic was the solution, even with, like, psychic twin powers and whatnot. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, I think the thing the game gets really right, for for a game where the magical power is basically manifesting memories in physical form, uh-huh. they did a really good job of capturing the idea that memory is fallible, uh-huh. and the whole idea of like look once once you're not in an event and you're remembering it you can't prove what way something happened you just kind of have to trust how you remember it happening and go with that you can't that there, you can't go back and prove empirically if someone's memory is more correct than someone else's and that was a really interesting thing to explore for what i initially thought was going to be a story about yes these these memory visions are clearly 100% correct all of the time mm. It, it brought some nice it, it felt like it brought some nice grounding to this conceit of this mystery yeah um definitely the best written thing don't not has ever done in mm-hmm. terms of like feeling like actual human people wrote it, uh as opposed to boardroom executive men trying to write teenagers um and I I was very happy with how things turned out for for trans man character. Yeah. Um. They they did a good job. They stuck the landing. They did not fuck up this character at the last moment. Well, mm-hmm. oh, that's everything I've played Well-o. this week. Time for this. How would you like to try a creativity masterclass? Yeah, that sounds great. Unlock your full potential. How do I start? Learn all the things that you want to learn about creativity. I need this help. Are you a millennial who's really struggling to do anything right now? It's overwhelming living in a pandemic. Is yeah. everything crushing you and you feel bad and stuck and lost? I really feel like I should be doing something with all this time I suddenly have. And not even what little time you ever have. You just want to spend it maybe doing something creative yeah please maybe not even selling that on etsy or something just something for you oh please do you want to unlock the creativity yes well for just a hundred and fifty dollars we will sell you the opportunity to just let you hear the words try things uh, sorry try, try things the things you want to do try them. give them give them a try yeah, i feel like there's going to be more to it nope it's one of those things where you just keep telling the pe- people thing, and until they're ready to hear it and ready to understand it, they won't understand it. But try the things. Don't yeah, be what creative. If I'm, what No. How, how do I get good? What, not what? Keep trying. I was really hoping for more practical tips. Ah, see, we can teach you music theory. We can teach you art design. Ultimately, what you have to do though is keep doing the things over and over and over and over and over. And eventually, creativity will spark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going over to this other tab. They, the 150 dollars. That's what it is. It's just that, that, the They. Thing. They say they can tell me what keep to do. The, keep trying the things. Keep trying the things. The Prime Minister, will now take your questions. Uh yeah, there that. uh the Prime Minister. Um, how are you planning to deal with the uh the second wave? Well, you know, we've said to the second wave is coming for a while. we we're, were very concerned, obviously, about that. Health of the people. We need to make sure that the economy is allowed to flourish by making sure that we don't lose too many of you drony bunchers uh, So we're just going to uh, think positively about it. Uh, think positively? Yeah, positively. There's, there's a recession and poverty and the arts are in peril. I don't think you can just think that away. Wishful thinking. Um... Like The food banks are really struggling. They need active help. Look, if you stop looking at the numbers and think about something nicer, everything's better. Except the numbers are here and the numbers represent people who ah, will still you're be hurt. you looking at numbers. Yes, stop if, I stop, at numbers. if I stop looking at if the numbers... I num- stop looking at the numbers and I feel very happy. If I stop looking at the numbers, the people still don't have food to eat. Yeah, well then maybe they should stop looking at their numbers and they'd feel much happier. Stop worrying about all the things... Look, everything's going to be okay. I've, I've closed my eyes and had a little think, and I thought about something much nicer. I th- I, th- I thought about one of you peasant lot polishing polishing my feet. I, and I thought that was very pleasant. I'm feeling very much better about that. I'm not worrying about the numbers... Sorry, I was, just, I was just picturing you not being the Prime Minister. I'm feeling much better now I'm picturing that. See, it's all about wishful thinking and suddenly... Oh, I'm not a- wishfully thinking I'm going to protest and I don't want you in office. Oh, we've cancelled all the protests. That's illegal now. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the state of the world. <laughs> oh, I've blown up another bleak alarm. <laughs> 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 so, huh. your eye meets have received information. How would you describe this information? Um, v- visual. It was visual information was about the visual inputs that you've The, the things, things I've watched and/or looked at. Yes. Um. Well, what did what did I or we watch? Um, I read through volumes two and three of the Life is Strange comic book series. Thank you, Jane. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. It was a birthday present. I read through Life is Strange waves and Life is Strange string. It sounded very gay from the sounds you were making. It was very gay. <laughs> um So, summary for anyone who's played Life is Strange but has not played any of the games, uh, read any of the comics. Short version, it assumes that the ending... Spoilers for the end of the original Life <gasps> is Strange here for one of the optional endings. The ending where you sacrifice Arcadia Bay to save Chloe. They assume that is the the, the sort of a canon ending. ending, the canon ending for this comic series, and a year later, uh, Max starts having these weird blips of hopping between timelines, it seems, mm. and um, the first volume is very much her being pulled about through, through timelines and eventually going, Chloe, I think I've got to let this thing pull me where it's going to go and work out what it's trying to do, and maybe I'll be able to get back afterwards, but it's it's all very sad. And then issues two and three, I won't go uh, go too much into volumes two and three and where they go, but it plays around with some interesting stuff in the Life is Strange world of like, wouldn't it be really interesting to see if things are played out like this? Mm -hmm. Getting to see characters who didn't get to interact with each other in the main game interact with each other and what things could have been like if those characters had been able to interact. Uh Um, The mystery, it it delves interestingly into a little more of like, hey, maybe we know there are other people in this world that have mysterious powers. Life is Strange 2 exists in the same universe and has someone with with telekinetic powers. Uh It kind of plays around a bit with that, so it doesn't just focus on... Uh, Max and time travel to reality hopping powers. Mm. And I am fascinated as to where it's going. The third volume ended on a real fucking cliffhanger and it's very gay and I just, oh, I am, I am hooked. It's very, it's very good comics. If you enjoyed the Life is Strange game, these are good comics to read. If you desire more Chloe and Max. Yeah. If you want more Chloe and Max and you see them as being pretty gay with each other. This is good for that. Mm -hmm. What about you? What you put in your eyes? I read a comic book too. Yeah, you did. Tell us about your comic book. I read Lumberjanes volume 11, Indoor Recess. Mm. It's more wholesome Lumberjanes goodness. Uh, So basically there is a big storm going on, which we are assured is not supernatural, which is unusual for Lumberjanes. (laughs) Um, And Jen, the sort of uh, camp counsellor, has said like, Hey, promise me you lot won't go outside, please. So they absolutely (laughs) promise they won't go outside, so they don't go outside. Meanwhile, there's trying to find indoor activities, but there's not much space. So it's like, we're going to put on a board game thing and a knitting thing, and there's going to be music thing from people who want to do that. And there's going to be this activity, there's going to be yoga, and like tons of other things that they're going to do. And they're all trying to squeeze in this room and there's just it's a little bit close for some people. And um basically Ripley is being Ripley and being mm. like, I wanna have an adventure, I'm so bored. Like Rip Rip's got cabin fever at the best of times. Yeah. To be like, Ah, I need to I need to be somewhere. So they break into the kitchen to steal snacks. <laughs> the plan was snack run. And they find a trap door. It's like, well, we can go down the trap door. We're not going outside. We'll still be inside. We'll just be somewhere different. <laughs> um, so I won't spoil what happens, but they end up somewhere different. Meanwhile, um, in the board game section, um, Jen and Molly and Barney. Do you know Barney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're playing, like, they're test playing a board game <gasps> that Ooh. someone's designed. And it's, oh, it's incredible. Like, they'll, they'll be like, okay, we're just gonna start by, um, the first phase is you get to try and build things. If you pick the card up and you can get the right facilities, you might have enough materials to build a hut. And you can build that on, like, your land. And if you've got land adjacent to other things, and I'm like, this is, this sounds amazing, but too much Um, (laughs) so over the course of the game like it spreads and spreads and spreads they're like pulling over other tables like can we just knock onto your table a bit (laughs) it's spreading like it's got rivers running through it someone (laughs) like takes they're taking, like, different roll cards off of each other and becoming different things, or, like, trading items. It sounds like the most amazing 4X game. The game that would would never be feasible, but sounds amazing, theoretically. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but they realise there are some problems with the rules overall. Yeah. And that it has basically become too big.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, like,
0: I was sitting there all throughout reading this going, I would definitely play this game. And it sort of cuts in between, like... The the absolute chaos that is this board game and everything that's going on down the tunnels. Ooh. Mysterious. It's a really once again, really lovely, wholesome Lumberjanes story. I bloody love Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes is wonderful. It is. You should read more of it. I should I need is time. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Time is always the issue. That is true. Ah, oh, we watched some things together. We did. We watched Muppets Treasure, uh, Muppet's Treasure Island. That's not the one I was thinking of, but we did, yeah. We did. That's got Tim Curry in it. It does, and Billy Connolly. Yeah. Being varying kinds of pirates. Yeah. As a Muppet whose eyes are in his hat, and that confused me. Yeah. I found that kind of fascinating. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on this film? Wasn't sure about some of the songs. Wasn't sure about the whole um, pig natives thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some elements of the film that have not aged gracefully. No, yeah. and it's it's definitely not my favorite Muppet movie. No, like I always think about it fondly when I've not seen it for ages. Like <laughs> oh, it's Tim Curry and Billy Connolly. It's it's one of the ones where the Muppets are least like their established characters. I guess they don't so. do a lot with the the inherent characteristics of the muppets. Not really, I suppose. It's it's more about the human characters. Yeah, and that's really and and, and Kermit and Uncle Sam, I guess. Yeah. And that's always weird to me when a muppet story focuses on too much on the non-muppet characters yeah like you can kind of get away with it in a muppet's christmas carol because it's a singular human character in a muppet world exactly and like there's still so much muppetiness happening around him. Uh, yeah it's here's your your lens into like this is a human perspective on a very muppety world oh there's also the cousin nephew Nephew. oh yeah but like that is so rarely an an occurrence in that film It, it the balance in this film is a Bit weighted towards humans in a way that feels a bit weird for a muppet. Yeah. Thing. And and while the rats are that are, are on a cruise are, are kind of funny for a little bit, like it feels like it really detracts from the story. Yeah, stories it off. was a it was a one off joke that they kept trying to come back to. They thought it was funnier than it yeah. was. Yeah, I remember getting to see this in the cinema and just probably very much appreciating it. Maybe I'm just too old for it now. I mean, it is a it is a Excuse film me. designed for children. <laughs> But I've appreciated Muppets movies. I before. mean, I've appreciated Muppets movies. This feels like the most this is a kids pirate film, I guess so. Yeah, it other Muppet things I think generally skew more to the family end rather than mm. the child end. Yeah, and this is this is one that I have I I've bought several times on VHS or DVD yeah. over the years. And it's always been the one I'm like, I'm happy to give that up or send yeah. that to a charity shop or trade it in because... It, it feels eh. like it has the least material in there in d- it designed for older audiences. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sort of going, I know that celebrity. Yeah. Also finding out that the the kid who was playing um oh. uh, Jim Hawkins played uh, Nigel Farage in a f- film about Nigel Farage. yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I couldn't uh-huh. get that out of my head very early on in the film. Yeah. We watched two other films. <laughs> we did. We watched uh, Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. We did. We watched Alien Cubed. Alien Cubed. Because the three is in hyperscript. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you reckon of Alien 3? Um, it's alright. Um, I like. I en- enjoy large chunks of it. Um, I like the setting. Because yeah. obviously it takes it very much back to that there is no hope no one is coming. You yes. might call for help, but they're never gonna be here in time. Yeah. Um, so, like, people are getting picked off. There is that sort of nervous sense. It is spoilt slightly by the overbearing nature of the, um, the location, because it's a prison full of rapists and murderers. Yeah, which... So, that very much distracts from the, the bad thing is coming. Yeah, like, Aliens was very much like, let's try and endear you to all of these characters so that you care when they're killed. Alien 3 is, let's put people in front of you that we know you're not gonna mind them getting murdered, and then let you watch them get murdered. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It definitely, like, goes more back towards the end of, like, yeah... D- these things are scary. You don't need lots of them to be scary. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like the cast is incredible. Definitely didn't appreciate that when I first watched it when yeah. it first came out. Like there's there's some pretty big names from British TV and cinema in there. Yeah. Um but that CG alien. Uh, the CG alien is not great. The, I I miss practical effects every like, time it's on screen. When it when it's practical, yeah, d- it's great. great. There's a few times when you see it running across the ceiling, and the shadows are just so off. Yeah, <laughs> I or it's too shiny. I really like the conclusion and how this one sort of mm-hmm. like its its end set piece, especially since we watched the director's cut. Yes. Because the original cut, I mean, it's like, what, a 20 year old, 20, yeah. multiple 20s of years old uh, movie by it now? It forces in an awkward CG- CGI chest burster at the last moment that yeah, so so doesn't need Ripley, to be there. Ripley leaps off to make the ultimate sacrifice because she you knows she's about to have a. Queen Alien burst out of her chest. In the original cut, it bursts out of her chest, she grabs hold of it and falls into the flames. In this, she just T-poses into the fire. Yeah, which I prefer. It's the whole um crucifixion mythology yeah. that was brought up earlier in the film with the with the crosses mm-hmm. and uh the whole religious thing going on there. Yeah. It's just, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice myself, they ain't getting a hold of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed Alien Resurrection. I really like Alien Resurrection. <laughs> it's real fun. It, like, it's it's kind of trash, but in the best way. It, here's the thing. I don't think I would enjoy it nearly so much if not for uh, Ripley 8. If it wasn't for 8 and Call cool and that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, their whole interactions are great. I love everything about this version of Ripley, who does not give a shit. Not even one. Not even one ship. She is, She is... Very different person, and I would love to see just the adventures of Ripley and Call yeah. go on. Doesn't even have to be about aliens. Just let them go on yeah, adventures, just... bounty hunting through space. Yeah, something like that. I would be very into that. Like we find out more about the things that Call downloaded into her memory before yeah. she wiped her modem, and and like they go off to go and dispense justice throughout the universe. Yeah, that would be amazing. Their interactions save what is largely a kind of a kind of generic-y Horror film. Yeah, it 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 borrows a lot of stuff from what previous films in the series had done, and the comic books, and the comic books. <laughs> Actually, that's the biggest problem I had with Alien Three. Is Alien Three was unsure whether it wanted to be Alien or Aliens, and it kind of doesn't mm. do either well. I I understand that was something like the the twelfth or fifteenth script version yeah. they went through. It it doesn't know whether it wants to be about lots of aliens overwhelming you or one alien is very mysterious and scary. Mm. And it, it kind of flip-flops its pacing and tone. Yeah. And like I said, there's so much else to distract you from the core story. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I, mm. yes, I hate them. I, I hated them an hour ago when you told me to hate them. Yeah. I very much enjoyed watching those four alien films yeah, and the only definitely. four alien films that exist. Yep. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Also particularly love the basketball scene. Oh, the basketball scenes, great. <laughs> Uh yeah, Ron Perlman is a massive jerk in that movie. Yeah, but he plays it very well. He definitely does. He's yeah. a very believable arsehole. Have Oof. you watched anything else this week? Um, I uh, nope. That's everything I've looked at. What about you? Um, we we continued to watch Star Trek together. We've we did. watched more TNG. We've nearly finished season seven. Yeah, we're really getting through it. E- season seven has pulled no punches with like. It's quite dark plot lines. It's quite dark and it's really fucking good. Yeah, like there was that whole one where, um, going back a while to that whole episode about, like, some cadets in the academy pulling off a maneuver and lying about it mm-hmm. and trying to cover up a death. And then that cadet coming back to have a chance to prove herself and the way Want her. To be uh, uh, yeah. Enterprise stuff. Yeah, and the way that her plot resolved was like i kept expecting expecting to pull the rug out and be like oh it's fine actually no no sometimes bad things happen and the fact that that whole story was about like ensigns who are like maybe up for promotion yeah because this was the one called lower decks this was lower decks and it um as soon as i started watching it i was like god can you imagine if the cartoon series lower decks was more like this and less like I have an article idea I kind of want to write, which is about that comparison, about just like, look, I would love to see a series that is less hyper-speed, fast-paced comedy attempt thing, and was more just, look, this is the lives of people who aren't the people on the bridge, and they've got important stories too. Sometimes they die. Yeah. Like, for reals, and the episode doesn't end on a happy thing. Yeah. And, you know, because they are the expendable people on the crew. They are the people who get put in the... No, but they're the people who get put in the dangerous situations and might not come back. Yep. Ah, oh, season seven's been really good. It's been so good. Star Trek continues to be great. Watch, watch TNG. It's good. Yeah. Uh, we had Data's mum. Oh yeah, Data's mum was a whole episode. That was a whole entire episode. It about That was an entire episode about that one. Yeah. Um. It's oh, it's been so good. Um, yeah, the one we were watching just before we came to record about um. Deanna Tori having the psychic visions of someone's uh, yeah someone's yeah, murder. someone's murder slash suicide visions. Yep. Like ah, oh, it's been it's been a hell of a season. Yeah, I I think I know which episode is coming up next, and I think it's the de-evolution episode, which is amazing. I'm excited for whatever that means. Ah, mm. oh, I think that's everything I've watched this week. Well then Time for this. Huh. <laughs> sponsor who's our new sponsor well do you enjoy seeing films i i do would you like to see a film right now i mean i'm a bit tired but sure look how about trying godian oh that that cinema chain yep cinema get out see a film the the way they like you to see them you get Uh a big seat you get a little bit of leg room. I mean, are there even any films coming out right now? Well, Godian have invested a huge amount of money renting the movie Tenet. Oh, that Christopher Nolan thing. Couldn't tell you. I'm just reading the copy. Ah, oh, okay, okay. It's a Tenet. It's a, te- it's a Tenet. Ten-tenet. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I believe a... I believe it's the Batman man made that one. The, the, yeah, uh, no, the Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. He, I think Is Batman a- in it? I, I don't think he's in it. Oh. I think they'd have probably called it Batman Tenet if he was in it. I, 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 I lose <laughs> The Dark Tenet. The Dark the Tenet. Tenet. The Tenet Knight. Maybe. Yeah. The Dark Tenet Rises. Yeah. Did that? Did no one go? Surely there's lot of people flocking to go see that. Well, apparently people are a bit skittish because of the whole... <laughs> I mean... Uh, what's, what's the phrase everyone's been using, um... You know what's going on in the world everything right? Everything going on in the world right <laughs> everything going on in the world right now. I can say. Uh, it. Right, so what's what's their offer? What how are they going to try and get us back in the cinema? Well, what work for you? Would you would you would you 50p tickets? Would that work for you? I mean, that's a good price, but I really don't want to die from the the covid. Popcorn. I mean, you do usually have a charge for the popcorn. A pretty small popcorn. I, I, no, I would rather not die. Okay, how about this? We'll let you sit in the big fancy seats. Will there be other people who are not my household in that building? <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, come on. That's Godian. So just enter the code QNPS135 and uh, there you can get 50p tickets, a free bucket of popcorn and sticky... The shoes will still be sticky. They'll still be. Sticky that doesn't reassure me about going. But it's cheap. It's cheap, and they do really have to pay for that film that they they spent a lot. They of money opened renting. the cinemas up to yeah, air and then no one went to see. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. It's almost like they've now lost all of their bargaining power in that, and uh, now they're being forced to to support that. Oops. <laughs> that's Godian. Godian. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 So how's uh, how's business uh, going today? Business is good, and I have a plan for you. Tell me about your plan. I want to hear about this plan. So, the next gen is coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Bigger games and whatnot. Bigger games, shinier graphics, all the things that people have been craving for so long... But you know how we tell them that games are just too expensive to make these Yeah, days? it's a lie, but we tell them that. Yeah, but, you know, we want to be keeping making as much money as possible while just squeezing the life out of developers, you know, yeah, so yeah. that none of them ever want to work in this industry ever again. Just just really destroy them. I mean, that's the dream. That is the dream. But uh, you notice that uh, recently we had that whole uh, quadruple A Oh yeah, We've yeah, yeah. We've gone from yeah, AAA. Yeah. Now we're a quadruple A. Yeah, which means nothing. <laughs> nothing except for an extra twenty bucks. I think I see where you're laying down here. Yeah, so I propose that you know maybe every three, three to six months, we just add another eight. Well, I think it has got to be at least six months because uh, otherwise, you know, there, we gotta, we gotta, you know, leave it time that conceivably we could have moved the industry forward. All know? right, so we we let it set in. Yeah. Six months to a year then. We let it yeah. set in, focusing people's minds, and we just add another A and another 20 bucks. Exactly. I feel like six months is long enough that it's like our last game, forgotten. Might as well not even exist anymore. Six months ago, that's in the fucking past. Welcome to Octopal A. Oh, goodness. Welcome to Googleplex A. We'll just keep adding zeros. That, so many, so many that's zeros, a lot so many a's. a's. That that's, that might be too many a's. I don't know if we can fit. No, that I in, think though. we can get there. You reckon we, get we can just get there? We're gonna have to work there every We time. should. I think we should have just at that point probably just milked all the money from the entire planet. Yeah, we'll reach um, a we'll reach a certain point, and the, the it's like what what level of game is this? Is ah, nah, and we will have recorded that sound from the developers. How wonderful. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, (gasps) what have your oral senses received? What vibrations have traveled into your ear meats? Really not a lot this week. Not Not a lot. lot. Um, I caught up on the Magnus archives. Oh my god, it's been so good, this series! Yeah, so this is, uh, for for anyone who's who's joining in new, it's a horror podcast, it's all mysterious, it initially seems like Cosmic horror! It initially seems like unconnected horror stories, and then, ooh, there's a meta plot. Um... (laughs) Do you remember when I first started listening to it? Yeah. And I was talking about it on the show, and I was just like, it's brilliant. I like that you don't have to focus too much on it because the stories aren't all tied together. And then I got to, like, the end of season one. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, I fucked that. (laughs) I like the meta plot. It's amazing. Um, So I listened to Wonderland, which was uh, an episode all about a mental health facility and getting... Yeah, gaslit yeah. By, bad by bad therapists and bad uh, mental health facility workers. Mm. That was a hell of a one. Mm-hmm. That was I not. Had, I had some feelings about. Yeah, that. yeah. I had to be ready for that one. Yeah. Um. And the processing line, which you you can describe this one. Uh, it's it's an episode that vegans will listen to. Like like like, vegan police will listen to and go, I think all meat eaters should listen to this episode and feel very bad about it. What if you put a human through the meat processing plant? But with bureaucracy. But with bureaucracy and uh, a certain degree of agency within this situation where there is no agency to be had. Yeah, like, a feeling of duty that you have to go through the meat processing. Or that you have no choice but to go through it, even though you know what's coming. Yes, and there is, like quite uh i I thought it was quite a powerful image towards the end of th- someone going into a room where there is a mirror i'm not going to say any more than that yeah but, and i was just like huh, that's a lot yeah <laughs> they, they did a good job of making that real fucking creepy they really did and like the the sound design on that was a really good one as well yeah uh i listened to some more welcome tonight Val. i'm up to like 45 episodes in Um. I'm oh, heck. Yeah, I'm, I might live the dream and get there. I'm still not up to date with the furthest I ever got on it, but mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm getting through it. I will at some point listen to new episodes of Welcome to Night Vale. I'm still retreading old ground, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll eventually be like, I'll listen to new Welcome to Night Vale. Give it a couple of weeks. I might get there. Mm. Uh, and I listen to a new piece of music. well heck. Uh, so Spotify has apparently like worked out that you can get me to click on a piece of music and <laughs> it's Discover Weekly. If you put a gender identity or sexuality into the title of the track, uh, um, I mean, it's 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 decided to start doing that. So I listened to a track this week called D and D and Asexuality by Skull Puppies. Uh, it is a uh, mask vocalist uh, acoustic guitar track about falling in love with a person and their interests and their personality, but just having no sexual interest in them and trying to explain, hey, it doesn't mean I love you any less that I don't spontaneously pop erections around to you. Mm. So, this is a good piece of music. It's, it's a well-written track. Yeah. What about you? What have you listened to this week? I've started... Well, I've been commuting again. <laughs> yes. The commute, the commute resumed this week. Um, so apart from all the palpitations, I listened to something comforting, which was I've got back into Dice Funk. I oh, finally started listening to Guns, Buns and Justice. Oh, heck! That's I that. finally know who Stinkbutt is. Stinkbutt, Stinkbutt's the best. Outside of Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Everyone loves Stinkbutt. Everyone does love Stink Stinkbutt. Stinkbutt's great. Stinkbutt was great. And I enjoyed the ooze. The ooze was lovely oh, as the well. the ooze was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like halfway through episode three of that. That's been nice for, like, a lunchtime walk. Far away from town. Yeah. Far away from the people. Just headphones on, have a nice walk, and listen to some comforting people voices. Yeah. I've been enjoying recording season seven. I will get there eventually. (laughs) Yeah, it was weird, because, like... There was some time at the beginning of the year and I didn't even think about it. So I was like suddenly like, I've not listened to Dice Monk in ages and that- I don't know why. It seems to be that it is my walking podcast. Yeah, certain podcasts are like that. Yeah. Welcome to Night Vale has always been one of those for mm-hmm. me. Um, Magnus Archives is very much one of those for me. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I like to have something to be occupying my body with while it goes on. Something that's not like... T- something else going on in the room like, yeah i don't want to like be reading or anything yeah. else i need that? this needs to be the only piece of media going into me but i can't just sit here or i won't focus yeah uh yeah um it's yeah it needs that that level of focus in there yeah mm-hmm. indeed i'm glad you're getting back into some dice funk <laughs> good show yeah That's lovely people uh, Have you Mm. you listened to anything else this week? That's everything I've listened to. Well then, time for this. (coughs) Right, everyone, we have been planning this heist for months. We are going to get in, get out. Nice, simple job. We've got Terry on the getaway driver. Right. Yep. Always, always, always a pleasure working with you. We have got uh, Susan working the infiltration, making sure to get all the information from the inside of the uh, the, the building. I have all the blueprints. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we've got the we've got the muscle. We've got the planner. We've got we've got everything worked out. We have had to replace Jameson for this one. We we needed to get a replacement hacker in. They 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 got. They got caught downloading movies off of off of LimeWire, and uh, it all went a bit south for them. But uh, everyone knows you should be using a VPN, ex- right Exactly. So we've we've got a we've got a a new uh, hacker on the team. Well, introduce yourself. So, hi, I'm the new hacker. I I'm like uh like a proper authentic nineties hacker. I've been learning to hack for ages. I also know phone freaking, because when I was twelve, I downloaded the Atticus Cookbook. Okay, okay. Uh, right. Well, we're gonna need you to get. Uh, hacking the cameras and setting them on a on a looping framework so that we can get in without the security team seeing. Do you reckon you can get that done so we can get started? Absolutely. Just let me set up my projector. Okay. And, uh, yep. Okay, I have the keyboard. Uh, um, sorry to in- interrupt you. Um, you look like you're just mashing the keyboard. And I'm not just mashing the keyboard. The projector makes puts all the lines of code on my face because because uh, of the projection. And that's yeah, sure how you can yeah. tell that I'm in I'm in the mainframe. I I'm I mean, it looks like you're playing a video of the intro clip from the Matrix on your face. That's not what coding looks like. Yeah, it does. It's all visual. Yeah, now you've Have got you a... not seen hackers, I'm a hacker. You've you've got a video playing now of just the inside of a tube and a little person opening a door inside a tube? Yeah, that's how that works. That's It's a series of tubes. You're not even you're not even touching the keyboard now and the, the little man's going through his adventure in a in a tube. Exactly. I spent a really long time cutting that together. Um I just moved your mouse for a second. That's a screensaver going on there. You haven't even opened up like a basic command interface. Oh, I can do that. Um let me just check on my phone. Uh Kevin Rob. Windows 10. Okay, so start the and there. there, I got it. Fuck, fuck, fucking hell. Uh, go with plan B. Let's just take pictures in front of the security cameras and hope they don't notice. CD backslash dir slash W slash P. I'm in. Would you care have a drink there? Oh, yes, yes, dear. Uh, it was that's... a one, wonderful idea. Wonderful yes, idea. Uh, well, there you go. Was... Oh, mm, oh yeah. I couldn't. I I can't take your glass. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. No. no. Oh, I... Well, I can get you a glass. No, don't... no, no. no. I've brought my own glass and I brought my oh, own sherry. Right. I, oh, okay. I, I I I we we agreed to this. 12 feet apart garden picnic uh, and uh, I've I've had my mask I'm going to take it off just to have my drink but I'm not sharing glasses I'm I'm not sharing the sherry glasses No, no, Uh, well that's fair I I have developed a little straw system out the side of my mask so I never have to take the mask off Oh, that's wonderful It just dips into my glass there and any time it empties out Jive's just refills that for me because the glass is over there on the table not 12 feet away Sherry glass is very small they have to, you have to keep pouring into them as I suck. Oh, so there's enough that it gets back exactly. to me. Exactly. Wash is incredible. Oh, I've got him in the iron. Oh, <laughs> as as lovely as sharing usually is. Yes. Sharing, very commendable thing. It's Everyone caring, sh- you say. Sharing is caring. Yes. Right now, sharing is not caring. Sharing no. is being hateful and bad, and don't do it. It's almost a uh, uh, violence, I would say. Oh, exactly. Sharing is violence. Be selfish and use your own things. Yes. It's a time to be shellfish. shellfish. It's a time for shellfish? Time what is your shellfish? shellfish? I, do, I don't know, but would you care for a scallop? No, no, thank you. I'm still on the sherry. Very well. Uh, well, I'm going to have some poached scallops in sherry. Well, I won't be sharing them with you. I will be facing the other way while I eat them, because I've got to take my mask off. Oh, goodness. I'm glad you're at least not one of those people with the mask that opens up in the middle for eating. Oh, what is the point of that? It's almost like they don't understand at all. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Well, Oh dear, it's been lovely to see you. I just need to turn over here and enjoy my squalops. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Love it, darling. What? Another tiffle, Jeeves. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brocial Justice Warriors. Brocial Justice Warriors? Yeah. yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I've uh, been commuting again. Oh, how's that been uh, treating you? Uh, it's uh, it's very stressful. I find public transport to be just very a lot. It 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 fills me with anxiety to just a horrifying degree at the best of times. Uh, yes, but particularly so in the current climate. As in everyone the current climate. Well, you've been uh, you've been managing to cope alright. Found ways to be all you know, manage. Yeah, honestly, I think the the thing that's helped me most has been that I've been taking time, like lunch times out specifically to not just sit around staring at my phone or or even reading, just, you know, the weather's been dry. So it's been like, well, you know, I'll just go for a walk, I'll take my headphones off and I'll just listen to what my brain has to say. Yeah, just being, uh, what's that word, mindfulness. Mindfulness, just being present. Yeah, being a bit introspective and going, hey, brain. Let's check in. What's up? You right? You got anything on on my mind? <laughs> <laughs> anything that's uh, you know bothering you that I can you know we can work through? Yeah, because you know it can, you, it's easy at a time like this to end up with sort of like general anxiety and and a, a sense of, of of dread even. Exactly, and, and it, if someone says you know you know like uh, do you want do you want to talk about it, sometimes you just like. I I honestly don't know what to say. Exactly. You've got to take the time to do the legwork by yourself to work out what it is that's bothering you before you can talk about what's bothering you. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think in a time like this, it is very easy to uh, bury your head in distractions because, oh God, it's a lot and it feels like I can't do much about it. Yeah, it's like I just need to take some time, step back from that and just listen to my body and my brain. It is important to be self-aware about where you're at and to... You know, let your head just waffle a bit and work out what's 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 nagging it. Absolutely, was well, you know, just ruminate and, and ruminate, see what comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good, and, and I sometimes I just surprise myself. You know, with with sort of just an answer that pops out of yeah. nowhere. You know, walking through the trees, just enjoying the nature, or taking time to actually look up at the sky, or than you know just. Looking yeah. at the ground at your feet, or even what's uh, immediately on your level, you know, just take time to to raise your head up a bit. Yeah, and, uh, that that can really be all the difference. Just like uh, sometimes that's all it needs to bubble bubble some stuff up to the surface. Yeah, and, you know, it, and it could be something small that you've not really been thinking about, or it could be you know something much larger that perhaps you've not addressed for a while. And yeah. you know that that I think that's quite an important thing to just take some time because in it, It's been easy. And then, certainly, in the last few years, I have had this. I've noticed this problem. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I do a lot of reading online. I I spend a lot of time on social media. Yeah. And it's just noise all the time, constantly. And if I never switch off from that, like. I don't know what's going on in my brain. I'm not maybe addressing the things I need yeah. to look at to take care of myself properly. It's important to take some time to just be with your your own thoughts sometimes. Yeah, and that can be scary, you know, yeah. especially if you know you do have some underlying problems, like big yeah. underlying problems. But the the I think that the more able you are to acknowledge those and accept those, the more able you are to to seek help or to uh, To work to, through to things. work through these things, and you know, as a person who has long term mental health problems, like I know that these things can't necessarily be cured, but yeah, the knowledge of self is is quite important in developing is, coping mechanisms yeah. or just you know, is an important step on that road. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it sounds like you've had a very healthy week. It hasn't felt like it, but I suppose so. Ah, virtual hug, mate. Yes, please, ah. Oh. Hi yeah. uh. <sighs> mate, <sighs> <sighs> right, you uh, off to bed then? Yeah, yeah, it's been a long one. Yeah, same. So I might uh, tuck myself up. <sighs> <sighs> no, no, nice. lovely. No, no, sleep well. Yeah. yeah. So Laura? Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? There's no questions this week because it's it's birthday day and you get to have a a, a shorter night. I get to have a shorter night and have a nap. Uh-huh. Um you can find me at Laura K Buzz everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills, LauraKbuzz.com. Every Friday on YouTube I upload an episode of Accessibility it's a video show about the video game industry and accessibility and representation it's every friday you should check that out um i did a real big episode about tell me why recently which you should all go check out and um i think the most recent episode to have gone up will have been about audio descriptions Mm -hmm. other than that there's books Uncomfortable Labels, it's out now. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. It's mm. out where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There's Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. It's a silly and serious coffee table book. Illustrations in it. All about video game character butt reviews. It's coming out on February 4th, 2021, which is like five months away. Ah. Um. There's also Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cis people's positive, nice, gender affirming stories, and that will hopefully be out for Pride Month 2021. Then there's podcasts, Pixel squirts about video game character pornography, Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect, Dice Funk, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they're all self contained stories every season, I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, and I'm also on a podcast with you that isn't this one. It's Polyamory. Yeah! It's a 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. We just did a one-shot with uh, Human Tolerant News. Mm. That just went up. That was an interesting story about the Polyamory universe, set about 2,000 years prior to the main story. To give you a little bit of background stuff, maybe, if you're paying attention, you might, you might pick up a thing there about some places. Hmm... Uh, Also, I have t-shirts, which I sell on my Redbubble. I have a Patreon of my very own. That's patreon.com slash stonesmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 70-hour work week. For $10 a month, you can get early access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It goes up usually on a Wednesday night or a Thursday morning. Um, well, I think that's most of the important ones. I'm probably missing some things. Uh, I've got a SoundCloud, I've got a YouTube, all of my links can be found at slash janiec That's J A N E I A C on streamerlinks. Laura? Yeah? Sing this out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Well.